Shabbos. We about to begin Hashem, Shear number seventy-three in the Shiorim by of the Svarim of Rav Zalk Pliskin. We're in the Sefer on Serenity about Menuchas Hanefesh, Yishevadas, peace, peace of mind. And today we're going to talk about um, how we could um, avoid a lack of serenity if we don't agonize over the past things. Like if I would have known this, I would have known that. If I would have known I had about this traffic jam, I would have taken another route. If I had known that I could have bought this at a lower price in a different uh, store, I would have gone there. Have I known? Had I known that the person wouldn't be home when I knocked on the door, I would have gone elsewhere. All of these ideas. It is just the fact of life that we know more, much more after the fact than before the fact. You know, twenty twenty hindsight is something that. We just don't have until something actually happened. And by constantly rehashing of what we could have done and what we should have known and we did not, it just adds to a person's stress. What you do is you learn whatever lesson. If there's a lesson to be learned, if a mistake was made, okay, next time I know better to do this and this, you put it in your file and next time you will do better and you move on. But as far as what already happened, there needs to be an awareness that there's a hashkacha pratis. And that awareness of Ashkacha Pratis, of a divine providence, of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running every single step of your life, every moment of your life, that creates serenity. Where if you went and you did what you did, even if it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, it served a specific, unique purpose. It was not in vain. You made that purchase that was overpriced, and you didn't go to the cheapest store, it was for a purpose. If things took longer than you thought it would, it was for a purpose. If you came to a doctor's appointment without calling beforehand and now you're stuck there in a long line, it was for a purpose. And don't spend your time regretting actions when you didn't do anything wrong, when simply you just, the matziv, was this way. Now, I asked once an Adam Gadol this question, Ashkafa question, and I said as follows, because was, I was also bothered by this concept of on one hand, everything's bashert, but on the other hand, shouldn't I blame myself and rehash if, if I messed up on something? And maybe it's my own fault that caused this thing. So I asked this Erlecha this Adam Gadol, this question. I said, let me give an example to you. And I want to I, I know an answer. Let's say my mother told me, this is when I was a bacher, and my mother told me, you know, in this store, there's a sale on raincoats today. You could get it at half price or less. And go right away because it's going to be grabbed, you know, any moment. And so be there, go there right away and buy that raincoat because it's, it's a great sale. And I tell this Adam Godel, and let's say, now, if it would have been, let's say, an Oynes, okay, an Oynes, but let's say because of my own free will, I was lazy, I did not listen to my mother, and I delayed going there for three hours. And I went three hours later than I should have, not because an oinus happened, because a mitzvah happened, but pure laziness, meaning I was negligent. I did not listen to my mother, who told me to buy it right away. And instead, I delayed three hours. When I went to the store, indeed, there were no more raincoats. It ran out. So I asked this Adam Gadol, was it Bashert that I was not supposed to have that raincoat? Or maybe no, maybe I screwed up myself. So the way he put it to me, which is fascinating, he said it was Bashert, you were not supposed to get that raincoat. 
You are not supposed to get that raincoat. But there's a separate cheshben of your own laziness, meaning you need to learn from this experience, also in Hashemayim, that you need to work, that if your mother tells you to do something right away, and it's and there's nothing holding you back, and there's a kibbut of an aim element, and there's just what she tells you to do, you have to do it right away. That's that's the lesson you learn from this lesson, but again, your own behavior to correct your own behavior. But on agonizing on that raincoat, it was you were not supposed to have that raincoat. Now, what would have happened if I would have run right away, you know, and then it's Araya that I would have gotten that raincoat? I, I can't answer that question. Sometimes it makes your head spin thinking about all these um, scenarios, and that's where Amuna shuta is required actually because no matter how much we explain these things there's an element obviously that's beyond our comprehension and it requires simple amuna the amuna to believe that on one hand i was negligent for not being going to that rain, uh, uh, raincoat store for three hours but at the same time to believe that amuna shlema that raincoat was not meant to me it's not mine so certainly when it's not your fault you certainly need to develop that attitude and every situation helps you develop your character you gain a certain humility, a learning experience to realize you're a human being. You're not, you're not uh, a navi. You know, you can't expect to understand every situation. And that should give you a certain level of menuchas hanefesh. One person said that he visited an old, old hage home and it taught him an important lesson on how futile it is, futile it is, to keep regretting past choices over and over again. Uh, he visited and he saw an 80-year-old man who was in relatively good health, very polite, nice person overall, but people avoided him. Why did people avoid him? Because his whole topic was, every time he talked to people was, I should have, I should have done this, I should have done that. He talked that about length, how he should have bought this property, should have to- sold this property, should have bought this stock then and that stock there. I should have traveled here instead of there. I should have invested in this stock instead of the other stock. I should have accomplished more. I should have read more or learned more skills and on and on and on. A nonstop regret on what he could have had. And after listening to him, I felt super heavy f- feeling about it. I can barely imagine what his life was like to have that inner chatter in your head all the time with all these regrets. But then I realized that I also engage in this too frequently. Not as much as he did, perhaps, but still way too often. And I was totally committed to make the most of my present moments instead of wasting time and energy on what was over and done with. By the way, because it's a, a primarily a Shalom Bayes um, group here, this applies a lot, so much in marriages. You cannot eat yourself up, not if you're the husband, not if you're the wife, on all the mistakes you made in the past. And if I should have said this, I would have said this. If I would have done this, I could have done this. Or with the Chinuch same thing. You can't beat yourself up ad infinitum. What you do instead, and that disturbs the Shalom bias and disturbs Menuchas HaNefesh. We didn't talk about it over here yet, that much, but we will, about how serenity is an important element of shalom bias. But the bottom line is, is what you do is, is similar to what this Adam Godel told me about the raincoat. Split it in two. Lesson number one is, yes, I need to be less lazy. Yes, next time, if my mother asks me to do something right away, I do, I'll give it of aim, I do it right away, and not let my laziness get the best of me. And concept number two, it was Basharit, I was not supposed to get that raincoat. In a marriage, it works the same way. 
You'll learn the lessons you're supposed to learn. If I made mistakes, okay, this is what I do going forward to correct it. But to bash yourself and, that, that, and, 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 and eat yourself up, if I would have, could have, should have, that is, there's no point in that. You move forward. That helps with your menucha sanefesh overall, helps tremendously with shalom bias, or anytime you want to do tshuva, for that matter, on anything, to, yes, even the alchets have a limit. You say it in the in the Kippur when you say it, and then you move on from it. You move on from it. You talk about Kayin Yom Kippur about a lot of other things. The Kayin, the Kayin Gadol Zavayda, about how great Hakadosh Baruch Hu is. How you're going to focus in your mind and talk to Hashem about how positive commitments you're going to that you're planning on doing. The extra sedarim you're going to keep, and how you know planning for a beautiful future. Yes, Harata and Tshuva, that's part of it but it can't eat you up to the point where you lose your menuchas nefesh. Another point also, which is sort of connected with this, is, is that you cannot create that um, agmas nefesh in yourself to break that serenity about things that are beyond your control. Stressful things fall into two categories. There are things that you can control, because Hashem gave you the Bechira, pretty much, and things that are beyond your control. And people who have Menuchas HaNefesh, or who want to develop it, learn to focus on accomplishing and changing what they can change. And this keeps their minds involved in constructive matters, and frees them from focusing on what they cannot control. We are not put into this world to do the impossible. We, we only are put into this world to do the best we can do in a reasonable way. And that's all. You know, sometimes it's borderline, we can't figure it out sometimes. Maybe it's something I can do something about, maybe I can't, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. So yes, there are borderline things where you're not sure, should I do my ishtadlis, should I not do my ishtadlis? But even in those borderline scenarios, you need to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help, ask her for Siyata Deshmaya, and then hopefully make a right decision, but make a decision, and you move forward. And you learn from the experience. So, you also learn, by the way, to develop a calm attitude on what you're trying to resolve, even if you know you need to try to resolve something. And also understand that sometimes you try to fix a problem, you may not find the solution right away. But the mental effort of doing what you're mishtadl to do, what you can try to fix, even if it didn't work out at the end the way you wanted it to, is a tremendous level. It's, it's, it's an area of growth in a person when they work towards something to benefit their lives or to improve, even if it didn't work out the pile, even if in practicality didn't work out the way you hoped. You still try, you still pray for guidance, you pray for wisdom, and you ask for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help in situations where you yourself cannot do anything to change the situation. You ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, listen, I'm asking you, I don't know what to do in this situation. Please help me. Sometimes Hashem gives you siyata d'shmaya, then you have clarity to do it. Even after you do it, you say, Hashem, I did my ishtadlis, but you know, only you could really help me. And prayer, davening, helps you realize that ultimately, you can do and you, you may try to do things and say things to improve a situation, but only HaKadosh Baruch Hu really, his siyata d'shmaya is the only thing that can help a matzav actually change. And you daven for the inner strength to cope with whatever you need to cope with. Someone once said, and it's, and it's very, very true, life doesn't become easier 
but your ability to become stronger within yourself with your prayer and your amuna and betachain makes you more more easier for you to handle that life because of that menuchas nefesh you developed within yourself. But life that doesn't mean inherently life. Life will always have challenge challenges. So regardless of what is beyond your control, your attitude towards your situation and circumstance that is within your control. Some people have a greater amount of control, some less, some need more effort to get to that point, some less effort, but it is doable and it's workable. And we can work on that serenity. And also what's important, and he talks about it a little bit, is that you need to know a healthy balance in Menuchas HaNefesh, not to be callous, Halila, about what's happening around the world, when you hear about violence and car accidents or poverty or suffering, Nebuch, sometimes you go into yeshiva world and you hear Nebuch, someone from person was killed in a car crash and, and, and left over a, 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 a wife with Amona with, with five years time, and it breaks your heart. And it's supposed to break your heart. And that's part of Klai Yisrael, that they, we are one and that we have to feel for everybody. We need to have compassion and we need to care. It's a high quality. It's a beautiful quality. It's quality you follow Moshe Rabbeinu's footsteps of what he was. Vayarbis of Loisam, he saw in their pain. But at the same time, you cannot let it break you. There's a realistic balance. For example, you hear that, you, you cry, you may say, to help. If you could help in a, in a better way, you can. But ultimately, you have to move on. You get off that yeshiva world, you krechts, you daventa kodesh baruchu. If you could papoyal give charity to help the mishpacha, do that. And think about it, and do tshuva, and say, you know, that maybe if I'm better, less things will happen in Klai Yisrael because we're all interconnected. All of that is true. But at the same time, then you move on. If you're at work, you have to continue working. If you have to go to Hassan and now be Mesameh Hassan and smile and be happy and rejoice, that's what you need to do. It's even Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayarbis of Loisam. He saw in their anguish, picked up their bricks, helped them with their loads. But he did many things in his life that he needed to do as a manig in Klai Yisrael. Right? Aharon, he was a Oyev Shalom, of Shalom, but he also did all the Avaida of the Kahuna Gedayla of his Yom Kippur and all these other Avaidas that he did. We're multifaceted, and we need to learn that as well. Menuchas HaNefesh, that sometimes, yes, hearing about the Tsarist of Klai Yisrael will somewhat affect our Menuchas HaNefesh because we're supposed to feel that Tsar. We can't be complacent. We can't be happy. We have to be like moving worlds in order to help another person. But even with that, even with that, there is a core within you that has that menuchas nefesh, that inner calmness. You should know that. That's very important that even when Moshe Rabbeinu said, Lama some say he was punished for it, some say he wasn't. Most of Farshim hold the bottom line is, is Amani Gisrael. That's what Amani Gisrael is. He's Moshe Nefesh, that even if can, he would have gotten a punishment for it. He's defending Klai Yisrael. Why are you doing it? And all the Farshim say, it's not pshat. But Moshe himself, he's talking to Hashem all the time. He had a Muna like anyone else had a Muna. Didn't he know that everything's for the best? Of course he knew everything's for the best. Did he not know that Hashem knows what he's doing? Of course he knew. He didn't doubt Hashem. But because of the pain of Klai Yisrael, he couldn't contain himself. So that's the balance. But he had a calm inner conviction. Everything will turn out all right. 
Hashem, you're running the show. It's, but I have to express that pain. So the same thing with the serenity in, 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 in experiencing and watching the suffering of Klai Yisrael, that we suffer along with them. And that requires a certain feeling of pain and uncomfortableness within yourself. I'm with you in, my, in your pain. But at the same time, it never breaks the menuchas anefesh of a person. And there's always an inner calm strength. And that is the healthy balance. Not easy to achieve very often, but it's a healthy balance. And manhigim know how to do it. Somehow they could go to chasa, uh, 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 they could go to bris in the morning and rejoice with their full heart to the balasimcha there. And then shortly afterwards, they have to go to Levi and give a drasha and bury someone, one of their people in their kahila, a beloved member. And they'll cry with their whole heart. They'll cry with their whole heart. And then, oh, there's a Sudas Pinyin Aben. He goes to Sudas Pinyin Aben. And he's Misameach again with the tremendous mitzvah and, and the new, and he's, his whole heart is there. And then, oh, I, I need to be Menachem Oval. Someone lost somebody. You go to be Menachem Oval, your whole heart is there. And then next, I'm invited to a chasen, either as a Masada Kedushin or just to go. We must sameach the chasen, he's my Talmud. You see how it shifts from one to the other to the other, and they're all real, and they're all real emotions. And nevertheless, there's a certain inner serenity with everything, knowing Hashem runs the world. And that's a, a, a concept that we could develop and learn. Number one is, don't always say, if I have known and regret your past choices, you learn what you can learn and you move on. And also not to Go beyond what you can control and accept it. But without, of course, uh, with balancing that with actually feeling the Tsar of Klai Yisrael, but not that it affects your inner menuchas hanefesh. Bracha and atzlacha.